Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Show me the money. Taking it back from the ring. They've been playing a lot of Billy Joel, but free agency, right? I figured, hey. All right. Free agency came and went, and uh, we didn't do a whole lot, but uh, a couple of teams did, so we'll talk about that. We are the Uncle Puckers, Bobby, Dan, Tony. I'm Chris, and we are going to talk mostly Devils, but we'll go a little bit around the NHL. Uh, And Bobby's back. And Bobby's back. How was your vacation, Bobby? It was great. You know, nice little trip down the East Coast. Yeah. A little bit of uh, Very cool. um, Virginia Beach. Check that out. Quick lunch down to the Outer Banks and back. Yeah, it was a good time. Bobby, there's rumor that you were checking out properties in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, Bob, with Ryan this Graves. is a safe place. <laughs> this is a safe place. So I think that you should get it out. Talk about your loss of Ryan Graves. I know we all, we, we know how upset you are about this. So please take your no. time. There's no judgment here. Just let it all out, Bobby. It's okay too. You can. We are safe. We're a safe. I place, saw it Bobby. coming. I saw it coming the whole time. It, it, you know, the writing was on the wall. There wasn't going to be a place for him with our young guys coming up. So I've been prepared. So it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. When uh, you say it's not as hard, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's enough now. <laughs> so are you now a, a, a Penguin fan? No, I'm just gonna you know. Stick on the Luke Hughes train and, and just forget all about Graves for a while. So you want to run a train with Luke Hughes now? <laughs> and hold this, this is where we're oh, at. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, Christ, I had to go back on vacation. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next week. But how about, right, Ryan Graves gets I have six years, $4.5 million, But I would, you know, I, I was kind of bummed to see him go, to be honest. Eh, I don't care. Um, I liked Ryan I, Graves. Miles Wood got four years. Um... You know, it's funny when you look at what free agency was. There was not a lot of term. It was mostly one-year, two-year deals for a little bit of money. Our two main guys, like uh, Wood and, and Graves, they they got term. You know, yeah. they got they got paid, and I think Wood will do well in, in Colorado. He uh, will, and he, that was a little bit lower of a term. You know, two point five for six years, so it works out to be a nice little payday for him. But you know, it's not like they was broke, it six broke years the or bank. four. I thought it was he, four. They're both six. 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 Oh, they're both six. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a fifteen million dollar deal. It'll probably fit him real well over with Colorado style. Another guy, unfortunately, just you know, we were looking at this earlier. You could just tell that the couple of guys that probably weren't going to be here, Sharon Govis, Wood. You know, it's just. Yep. Yep, just looked that way. Worked Tatar out. Tatar hasn't signed anywhere yet. No, he hasn't signed anywhere. I got to tell you, I was kind of stressed yesterday because I was over. Uh, I was, me and Chris were keeping in touch during the free agent frenzy thing. You know, when it started, and I was at this festival here, this Kilcom festival, which is like this big metal festival, like Electric Wizard, just a bunch of metal bands, like a pagan thing. But uh, 
they're on the free agent front. I'm like watching my cell phone. I had no terrible. reception. So I'm messaging Chris. And Chris will send me a message to be like, hey, what's going on? And the shit kept on bouncing. So I'm the only dude at this concert, I guarantee you, this is like a European metal festival, worried about what the devils are doing. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I would bet you're probably the only dude. Everybody yeah, else is worried about what the devil is doing. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, they're everybody worried about that. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, what the fuck? So I would message Chris and it would bounce. I'd be like, hey, this guy signs here. It could be the same thing. But it was, it was getting a little frustrating, man. But, you know, yesterday, I mean, well, what do you guys think? Was, you the know, lack of mood yesterday was okay. What was that, Tony? What do you guys think? I mean, I think I, I'm not surprised we didn't land anybody big yesterday or do anything. I was kind of hoping we would pull something. Well, I mean, if you look at the whole summer, we got Brat and Meyer locked up. Mm-hmm. The Tyler Toffoli deal is a big deal, and like we said, we didn't see that coming. You know, I, I didn't have him pegged for the Devils at all. Um, this kid uh, Miller that we just picked up, the defenseman from Dallas that we just traded for. That's a good depth of defense, uh, defensive guy, but, I mean, look, the team was pretty much there after the Toffoli move. I mean, it would have been nice. I would have liked to have seen, because that spot is still open on that third line, I would have liked to have seen him maybe go for Max Domi, add a little bit of size and toughness uh, to the bottom six. But, you know, it looks like they have, uh, Fitzgerald has plans for a couple of the guys in Utica. I'm guessing mostly Holtz and Foot to come in and take that the winger spots on both the bottom six, the third and fourth line. So, I mean, the team, I think, is pretty set. I mean, maybe goaltending will be something that he addresses, but I don't. we don't really have the money to do it. I think we're, this is it. I, I, and, yeah. and I'm good with that. I like our team a lot, especially our, our top nine. I really like. I don't know if too many teams can boast what we have in the top nine. Maybe now Toronto can. Because yeah, huh? They bring in the yeah, – We. I would like to have Domi. We've talked about that. I mean – Domi and Bertuzzi, yeah. but they're going all in. This is all; yeah. these are all one-year deals. Uh, so this is it. If they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, I think you're going to see a lot of heads rolling up in Toronto. But so, Dan, what do you think? You've been quiet so far. I think I think we saw basically that this was the way it was going to be. Right? We didn't think there was going to be any more big moves. I was most worried about were we going to get our important re-signings done uh, postseason, and we did. So from there on out, you know. Honestly, I kept going back and forth about whether or not it would be such a great idea to go after a goaltender at this juncture. You know, I'm kind of glad that it looks like we're going to start the season with the guys we got, and uh, it looks like uh, you know we have a lot of we've got a lot of moves that we can make towards the trade deadline if necessary. Um, if it looks like hey, we got a good team, but we have this obvious weakness that was just not really that apparent, we can make moves to fix that later on. Uh, and like you said, plugging plugging a goaltender in uh, with you know six weeks, four five weeks left of the season is a, a lot better than a top six guy in and hoping right. that he fits. So yep. yeah, that makes sense. Bertuzzi got one year five point five, Domi one year at three mil. I don't know if you guys saw Gudis went to uh, he got what three yeah, years twelve million. Yeah, I don't understand what a few of these teams are doing though. To be honest with you, like I don't understand what Anaheim's doing. Got They're Cologne, not too. a good team, and they. Loaded up with a bunch right. of high-priced uh, old dudes. Does anybody the see Rangers. them making noise next year? I mean, I don't. No, so, they don't. I don't know where. I, that... I think they dropped the ball big time by not drafting uh, Fantilli. I think that was right. fucking huge. I think that's going to bite them in the ass for the next twelve years. I think <laughs> Fantilli's going to be a stud. So I saw a photo of a, a fan with a Fantilli jersey on, and it was an Anaheim jersey, and it was like, Ooh. "Hey, look, <laughs> wow, <Ooh. laughs> nice." 
But, uh, I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, the, the Rangers did nothing. They went out and they signed Blake Wheeler for 800 thousand dollars for right. one year. He's 36 years old. Like, he yeah, just quick. got older. Um, and quick, again, another Jonathan guy. Jonathan like, not yeah. going to do anything for you. And he needs to actually... The Rangers are going to need to actually win games from their, their backup goalie. I don't know. Is quick capable? I really don't know if he has it anymore. What did you yeah, guys um, think of the uh, Sorokin deal? I, I I love Sorokin. I mean, and that's another makes sense team for them. that well, it shows you where you have it, to. Pay it makes sense for them that. where they're at with that goaltender. He's their guy. Um, yeah, you give him that kind of money, they know him. It's proven. I I think he definitely deserves it, but at the same time, another team that is locking up these dudes with old dudes with long term, mm-hmm. and I don't understand it. Like these. You're not the Islanders again. They're not going to be any better. I mean, they have yeah. a problem with scoring goals, and they're slow. And this is a, a conference, yeah. and especially a division that's getting faster and faster. Yeah. The so, other. Yeah, no, yeah, to, to be fair, like some of these teams, they're not quite ready for the full-on rebuild. They have, you know, a shot. It's a low percentage shot. So they're like, "What are we going to do with this?" You know, that's, they're rounding out and spending their payroll. And just with the team they have, you know, I there's know, a lot of teams in that give position. Long term yeah. deals. That's yeah, I guess you know what I think. There me. is they're not going to hold on to them long term. That, that's the idea. But uh, you know, I don't yeah. know how it's structured. If it's going to be easier to get rid of that, uh, or maybe much harder, and it's going to hurt them for years. It does seem like it's just uh, not the way you want to spend your money. You know, you kind of want to uh, spend your do your time out in the desert and then just set everything up. And, and they're not doing that, you know. And I get right. it. This might be the last move before they do. All the guys that Devils have on term, and they're all twenty six and under, right? You know, for long term deals. Yeah, the Islanders were like they're they're setting themselves up for that kind of mushy middle, where you're not quite a contender, you're not quite doing the rebuild, and then what that really—I mean, nine times out of ten, that's not going to work, right? And then what you're really doing is you're kind of prolonging what it is you need to do, um, which you start to build the team like we're building the team, like we're finally seeing. It's very hard to, and teams are doing this so much more now. Is they, they, you know, the whole retooling on the fly, and we're not a rebuild. We're just gonna. It's really, really hard to stay competitive when you do that. I mean, yep. eventually your guys get old. Like you know, look at Pittsburgh. I mean, they've been doing that for a couple of years now. Last year, the wheels fell off. They weren't able to make the playoffs. Another team that I heard a lot of people talking about how much they love what they did was Carolina, mm-hmm. and I don't. Like, I get Orlov, he's a great player, but was defense the problem for the Hurricanes? No, the problem was they can't score fucking goals. And again, they have, you know, just more D. And I I get it, Orlov can move the puck and everything like that, but it's not a guy, like, I would have expected them to go for a top six guy. You know, a dude like Tyler Toffoli, and the Devils end up getting him. So, I mean, or Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi, yeah, that would have been a good fit for him. Buntings for three years. Bunting went to Carolina, right? Yeah, three years, uh, yeah. 4.5. Yeah, I mean, it, Bunting will help them a little bit, but, you know, he wasn't a dude that can get steady lineup. You know, he wasn't in the lineup for Toronto every game. He was in and out, uh, you know, especially during the playoffs. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think sometimes less is more. I like what the Devils did. Um, you see between the trade deadline. I'm curious it is. From the trade deadline to now, how many players have – has Toronto gone through? Hmm. Uh, yeah. They might. I mean, the, it's the, like their whole lineup changed over. Seriously, they, over they changed months. over at least a third of that team at the trade deadline. Yeah, and now they're doing it again. Like they picked up Ryan Reeves, they yeah. put him in 
for three years at like four and a half million a year or something. That seems a little crazy for a guy that's probably not going to play in the playoffs for that's you. Some panic style um, building over there. Yeah, I mean, is that what they thought that Florida just manhandled them and they need to toughen up? I mean, I don't know. I think they're I just know. responding it, to the media, which is so intense over there. The criticism, you know, fans are just you know not happy and 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 they're just. Pulling the ripcord every every chance they get. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I, I do like what Fitzgerald's done, though. I mean, I, I really do. Yeah, as a whole, um, I really like it. The, the Foley thing really came out of nowhere, and for me, and where we're going with our future, you know, line predictions—not that they'll matter for for lasting—but that threw everything off for me. Um, I didn't. You see didn't have coming. him on your lines at all. <laughs> Certainly didn't. Me neither. Didn't expect him coming, but he shuffled. So many people out of my general idea of where I was going, I have to rethink the entire thing because I honestly did not see that coming. And then for Miller, he's not just a safety net if Nemec isn't quite ready. I think he's really going to be challenging for third-line pairing minutes the entire season and more likely will be kind of the the one-in, one-out with the Nemec ball situation and Smith being kind of that backup, backup guy, like that last Guy, that's what I think. I mean, you're not paying a guy almost $2 million with his pedigree to be completely the seventh defenseman. So I think he's going to no, see I, a lot I of do, time. But I do think they they do have high hopes on Nemec. So, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if Miller's your opening lineup guy and, you know, midway through the season as Nemec gets a little better, maybe he starts to take over. Or maybe they just find out, maybe we all find out, that Nemec isn't going to really be a factor this year. If that's yeah, the case, I mean, they, they might, they might be totally, they might be totally fine with having it, him in Utica for another year. They you know what it is to me, honestly, way, this is, that's, a, that's the type of move when you're already a, a contending team. That's a savvy kind of cup making move. He's just a solid defenseman. He's got a lot of experience. He's going to do well back there with our young guys. Let me, let me ask you guys a question because you know, going into the playoffs last year and then after the season ended for the Devils, we knew that size was an issue, right? Yeah. Um, this is our defense. Kevin Ball, 6'6", 230 pounds. Hamilton, same, 6'6", 230 pounds. Luke Hughes, 6'2", 185. Marino, 6'1", 180. Nemec, 6'1", 190. Siegenthaler, 6'2", over 200. Smith six two two hundred Miller six one two hundred. Does that solve our size problem on the back end? I mean, these guys are. This is a big defense. It is. It is. Um, Marino's probably the only guy in the lighter range that's going to stay. Meaning, I see Luke Hughes continuing. You know, bulk up a few yeah. pounds here and there. Maybe two and a quarter in a couple of years. Yeah, something like that. Who knows? But so yeah, that's a pretty good size. Yeah, I mean, uh, the size was not, like, a huge, huge issue on defense, necessarily. It was also, like, toughness. Um, and size and toughness are not always the same thing. They often go together. They do. So, you know, not to not to just uh, argue the point, but, like, you know, you take somebody like Hamilton. He's a big guy. Does he play with all that size? No, not really. He's offensively yeah. minded, you know. Um, and, you know, I think we need that maybe more, that size and grit uh, from our our forwards too, you know, mixing those guys throughout the lineup to you know to make room for the playmakers out there, you know. But well, you know, you got Tyler Toffoli is six foot two hundred pounds. Yep. You got, yep. Um, whatchamacallit, Timo is six one two twenty. Mm-hmm. These are big dudes that yes. we didn't have last year. Yeah. Um, 
And I just think that it, this should definitely help with the physicality. With yes. the, it's just the defense in general, like especially if you're going to be going with Schmidt and Vanacek, like we have got to give them all the help that they can get. And if you look at what Vegas did and how they won the cup, they just they had big D. They didn't let you get in front of their net. They as soon as. Hill made the initial save. They got the puck out of the zone. That's and true. It was a quick transition. That's what we have to do a lot better of this year. And, and we did it a lot last year, and we did it pretty well. But when it broke down, it broke down. Like, it got ugly. Yes. Um, you know, but so I think with this size, we should be able to at least keep that crease around Schmidt and Vanacek clean enough that they can handle the initial save, not have to be flopping all over the fucking ice because our guys are out of position. Right. I just, I like this defense. I really like this blue line right now. And I was nervous, too, that we didn't qualify McLeod. And uh, I'm glad that he came back. All yeah, that's huge, a, right? A one-year deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's one of the best face-off men in the, in the league. You, you know, on the fourth line, I think mm-hmm. a line with him and Bastion and Foot is a, a nice line, too. You're talking Bastion's... What six four foot six three McLeod six two? That's a good, nice big fourth line that can play against everybody. Yeah, and the good thing is we we've got the foundation of each particular line now steady. So you, we we can move pieces here and there, but you know you've got your two top elite scoring lines. You got a great third line setting up there, and then you got the fourth line coming back, and we know what those guys can do. So you can almost interchangeable parts on some of those wings. But to the to the forward size too, you know, just to go back on that for a second, we did. That it's a spattering, right, that we've added. Like, we didn't have yes. Meyer all year, so we got him. Uh, yep. Toffoli is a good news. I told you that foot is definitely going to line up, as we all we all know that now, right? So wherever you place these guys, you can almost line it up where on each line you're now adding a little more muscle and a little more grit. And, of course, that will change game to game. But for the most part, you can have a, a little bit more heavy out there almost every shift. Yeah, I'm really, I like the style, too. I think that – Yeah, I mean – Oh, it's like Troy Chris. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. Um, you know, going back to Vegas, you, you said I, I Gearston signed over there, so I was happy for him. But I think there's going to be a lot more pressure now on Ball this year. And I, you know, I know the Graves. Yeah. I know Chris. You said you didn't care about Graves leaving, but this guy was a good shot. A lot of shop locks last year. Um, you know, and I think I think Ball will get it done. But it is going to be a lot more pressure on him. I don't think Nemitz is going to. I don't know if he's going to start. I've been. It's weird. I've been hearing a lot of stuff that he may start in Utica. This, they don't know. You know, Cam's going to be very interesting just, this year. Definitely. Fitzgerald was asked. I think it was today, um, in an interview that he did, uh, and he said they were still talking about defense. And he goes, "Well, my guys, and you know, they're telling me that that Nemitz is ready. So he, I th- think they're looking to really try and get this kid on the team now." It's not that I didn't like Graves. I did like Graves. I just am extremely excited about Luke Hughes and yeah. Kevin Ball and, and Nemich. I just, Ball played great in the last few games of the season and the playoffs. He did. Uh, like the last month, month and a half of the mm-hmm. year. And Luke Hughes, I mean, this fucking kid got better every game. Every it was amazing. Shift, he seemed yeah. like he got, if he made a mistake in the first period, he didn't make that mistake ever again. Like, he learned, he's a quick learner. Maybe it's just the Hughes genes, but, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Graves going if Luke Hughes is the guy that's stepping in, because I think he's going to be a stud. You know, Luke Hughes, you I couldn't really write do. a better fucking story, right, with his goal last year. I mean, the OT, I mean, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, against Washington. That was, uh, yeah, that was his first game, right? Yeah, this is crazy, yes. right? You yeah. couldn't write a better script. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to see him 
this year. Uh, I'm really excited about this Devil team in general. I really think that, I mean, let me ask you guys a question. Give me your top four teams in the Eastern Conference right now. Honestly, Tony, I think... you go first. Okay, Bobby, you go first. Yeah, go Bob first. Okay, I, I mean, honestly, I think, I think you're looking at number one right here. Um, I think Boston's going to fall back. We were so close with Carolina last year. Um, I think we're a better team than them now. Now, I don't know that we're going to amass the same amount of points that we did last year. That, a lot of things went right to get that many points, but I think we could still probably win the division without that many points. Um, the division got better too, right? The division That's got the better. Yeah, yeah, we're not. You know, we're going to lose some points. Right. Um, but I mean, when you look at this team, we can maybe do a deep dive into this at, on another show. But just take a glance over at our team. You can point to maybe a couple of guys that aren't on the ascension of their career. A right. couple guys that maybe have already peaked and will come back down a little bit. And only a little bit at a time because nobody's extra old. Almost everybody else is still rising. Right. Yeah. That's an awesome thought. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think we said in the last show that the majority of our team is either just getting into their prime or still a few years away. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at when, you know, Connor. McDavid's been playing in the league for how long now? Seven years, six years, something yeah. like that. Right? Every year he's getting better, but he still hasn't won a Stanley Cup. Uh, same thing with Austin Matthews and stuff. But, you know, this is a team that I look at, and they can compete for a cup. I really think maybe you know, maybe they're a year away. Maybe next year will just be a really fun, long playoff run. Uh, that ends in some heartbreak with a, you know a lot to build off of. Or maybe not. I mean, really... It's hard to say they're going to win the cup. I mean, 31 teams don't right. reach the ultimate goal, you know, so there's only one team. So, yeah. But I think they're just as good as anybody in the East. I mean, them, Toronto. Yeah. We're definitely like the most improved. I don't know who improved. else has Carolina, I guess I would put. I guess you still got to put Carolina up there. And then, you know, if you, you're asking for a fourth team, that's that's kind of a tough call because a lot, a lot has changed. You can't count out Boston, though. I mean, I know, you know. Yeah, I, I want to because they had such a rough playoffs, but really. Zaka is their first-line center. You absolutely yes. can fucking uh, uh, count them out. I'm sorry, but if they don't get, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Krejci and, um, the hell's I'm drawing a fucking blank. Who did they uh, sign today? Shattenkirk? Panera? Fucking, no, the or, captain of the no, fucking no. Bruins. Um, oh, fuck me. I keep on Tyler Bertuzzi's in my head, and I, I know it's not Bertuzzi. Um, the other B word. Selkie. What are we all retarded? Yes. Bergeron. Uh, Bergeron. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Patrice Bergeron. Yager. Um, holy shit. But, yeah, um, I had the B in Bertuzzi. But if, if Bergeron doesn't come back and Krejci doesn't come back, then Pablo Zaka is your first line center in Boston. And I'm sorry, Pablo Zaka is not a number one center. He flourished last year because he played in you know the bottom six most of the uh, the season. They did lose a lot. You know they lost Hall. They lost. They lost a lot. Yeah. So I don't see them being you know. And then you I look at Florida. Gonna... Florida. You know that it's hard to say they're not going to be very competitive. You know, but nobody was picking them as a top four team going into last season. They they, they won it all. Up Evan Rodriguez today, right from the Avs. Florida. What was that? They picked up Rodriguez from the Avs today, Florida. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, he was with Pittsburgh for a few years, too, Rodriguez. He's a good player. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, they don't, I, I don't know if there's any team right now that really scares me. 
in the East, I think we can compete with everybody. Carolina is the only one that makes me nervous, just because of our history with them. They're a team that, you know, they... They just On paper, uh, Toronto always looks like they're going to be a much improved team, and and they're, you know it's going to be tough to play them. But for whatever reason, they always shit the bed. Or if we do draw them in like years past, there was nothing to really fear. So we probably I probably have a false sense of confidence, just like you got maybe a false sense of worry when it comes to uh, hurricanes. That's the way I feel about Toronto in the opposite direction. I think. I mean, is Samsonov going to be their guy? Is he capable of being the guy to win a cup with them? I mean. I think this is definitely the year for Toronto. I mean, if they don't make it work this year and at least make it to a final, I think they're blowing everything up. Uh, and, you know, you're going to – I just don't know where the hell they got all this money. I mean, I know that the Matthews extension doesn't isn't going to kick in if they give it to them for another year or so, but, you know, that's still – maybe that's why they signed everybody to one-year deals yeah. because they know Matthews is going to probably get 14 or $15 million a year. Uh, you know, when the, just the waiting for the cap to, uh, the cap limit to go up too. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's going to need to go up a lot for them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, they look like the team that's going to burst before they make it to their ultimate goal, and then they're going to be in that that limbo again for a couple years. If you're going to be paying Matthews that kind of money, and you can't surround him with anybody, and I know the that's cap's going to go up. We'll, we'll have to wait and see because they got a lot of guys to pay for it. But uh, they did make some moves. Good, I think, though, right? They look Toronto good. Is gonna be good. Well, they Toronto, made moves yeah, they should have made. Yeah. Yeah, they, I like what they did. Yeah. They got a lot tougher. Um, if they felt that Florida, you know, walked all over them in the playoffs, that's not going to happen again if they, you know, next year. They're just there. My my issue with Bertuzzi, though, is his health. I mean, he has been hurt a lot. But if he stays healthy and has a good year going into the playoffs for them, they're going to be really friggin' hard to beat. No doubt. Now, on the same kind of idea, uh, but maybe looking at it, a place that the Devils maybe were on people, some people's lists last year, the dark horse in the East. Who do you see? As, I mean, you can't call the Devils a dark horse in the East anymore. Right now we're saying they're the front runners, and I think a, a decent amount of people out there who are not Devils fans would even agree, and almost nobody's going to pick them as a dark horse. So who is the dark horse coming out of the East? I think the East is so good there's not a dark horse in a way. Not a single I, one? I think there I think there are two. I think Thinking there's a, two that you got. I got one I think, in mind. You tell me. I, th- I think the Buffalo Sabers are mm. going to be really, really good next year. Good point. Uh, I think they're going to definitely be in the mix for a playoff spot. Uh, again, who's going to not make it? I can see them maybe taking the spot that the Islanders had. Sure. Uh, one of those wild card spots. Uh, the other team, I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender, but I do think they're going to be considerably better, and that's the Blue Jackets. Those are the two teams that I'm going with. Um, what about you? you know, I was thinking Detroit has gotten a lot better, and yes, you know I always kind of forget about them in the East because they spend so much time in the West, you know. Right. Uh, but they're they're looking really good. And then also, as you're speaking, another team came to mind. I think they might be a lot less of a doormat team and more, uh, you know, Montreal. Montreal, I think, might be improved as well. That's but, a good one. Yeah. What about you guys, Bobby? What do you think? Yeah, improved all the teams you guys mentioned for sure. But, yeah, Buffalo is the one that comes to mind. Another young team that is kind of getting really close to popping. I don't think they're going to pop as much as we did last year with that giant leap. Um, but they are going to get there. And they're going to take points away from other teams, and they're going to push other teams down. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But I would go with Buffalo. I think yeah, who's going Buffalo or high, too, now? I think it's kind of like, okay, right. you guys have been at this. kind of like we – it's like – you're at this level. You've been, you know, we know you're good, but now it's time to take that next step. So, I mean, I didn't even think about Buffalo, Chris, but yeah, I can Surprise. see. 
nobody said Ottawa. Now, that's a good point. I kind of was sleeping on Ottawa myself, but but you're right. They haven't broken jerseys. That's why. Dan, every time I see the jersey now, all I think of is the goddamn coin. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Seriously, I don't like that jersey. I like. Uh, I think Buffalo is. I think Buffalo and New Jersey are the two fastest teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And I think when Buffalo gets really good, that's going to be a hell of a rivalry. Um, kind of like it was back in the mid '90s when you had Brodeur and Hashik battling yep. out in playoffs. That would be something uh, else to see a new rivalry really like that develop on a, on a totally different way. You know? Like yes, that. that'd be cool. Yeah, because you know what? I'm kind of done with the you know the Tampa Bay's and the Hurricanes and the Bruins. Right. And the a part Penguins of me just wants them all out of the picture at this point. Yeah. Let's they move on to a new era. They moved Maroon over to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where do you go? Minnesota. Minnesota. That's a nice pick. I liked him. I was actually bummed when he left the Devils. He was you know? cool. He was always very cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked him too. Very effective and, uh, in the role. Who, who else did they get? Um, trying to think who to get rid of Tampa Bay. They got uh, they rid of Kalorn. Kalorn, uh, that's it. No. He signed a big contract. Yeah, $25 million, I think. Right? Four years, I want to say. What the hell are you signing guys that old for that big a contract? Florida moved Anthony to Declare. I didn't even think about that either. Uh, One year push. Here, yeah, they, do you I mean, see any? Sorry, Tone, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you guys see any of the teams in the east that have maybe have been on the decline even get worse next year? Because I got one yeah. team in mind, I'm thinking, yeah. and it's like, I don't know. What do you think? I have one, yeah, I think we're all gonna agree, but go ahead, Dan. I, I maybe not. I'm thinking, believe it or not, the Flyers they had a rough year, and I think right. it, they're gonna have a worse year. The reason I, I can't say the Flyers is that damn them. Who do you have, uh, Tone? I think the Rangers. Um, I think they've even got a little older, maybe. Uh, you know, the the pressure is going to be even more now. I think. I think even with right. the Devils, I think it kind of. I know they picked up uh, Gustafsson tonight. I believe the Rangers or yesterday, but I think that you know, I think for them, and now after what happened in the playoffs, Game Seven against us, which was an amazing game. Um, I think the pressure's on them, and I think that the, there's going to start be a lot of finger pointing in the dressing room if they don't get it done this year. Oh yeah, you know, I don't disagree, but you know, they at least made the playoffs. They were, you know, looking like a, I'm just thinking about a team that has been tanking, you know, and like that yeah. has been the the uh, Flyers, and uh, you know, they really fell off from where they were two years ago, and I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better for them. Have they done much? I really haven't thought they're, about that. They're they're full on teardown mode. They've yeah, admitted yeah. that. They're going yep. rock bottom. They're starting way down, just like we did. You know, <laughs> it takes them 10 years as well. <laughs> so we don't have to hear well, from them for a while. But It wouldn't have taken 10 years if Fitzgerald started the whole thing. But, you True. Know, I mean, it just when you have a bad general manager, it just it, it prolongs the pain for so freaking long. I mean, it, it's, yep. you know, you dump all your money on one player every, once, every couple of years in hopes that that'll turn it around. And it just, it never did, like. You know, I got to be honest though. Our pain did kind of start at the end of Lou's term because that was oh, yeah. like what I said earlier about trying to hold on for too long, and that's exactly what he did. I want to do just enough to give us a chance, right? Make yeah. the playoffs, be decent. After that 2012 run, I mean, it should have happened a lot quicker. You know, we're trying I'm, to. I'm a place big believer together. in dumping guys maybe a year earlier. Yeah. Than holding on to him. So well, that was always like lose magic for the longest time yeah. until all yeah. of a sudden it wasn't. You're right, and and then after that 2012 year, you could really look at that as okay. You you actually tapped this well out. You went to the bottom of the well. You got everything out of it you could. Let's. Uh, but you're right. I, I mean, 
how much longer did Lou run the team from that 2012? About three years, two, two to three years, and you know, kind of hired Ray Shiro, but but stayed on. Yeah, right, he stayed right? He was like, I need a new fresh mind, and I'll just be the president or whatever that was. Right. Um, yeah, it didn't right. that did not work out. It might have been better if we went full on rebuild at that point. Uh, you know, following that 2012 run, but um, you know, that's looking backwards. Yeah. And it's hard to do it the way that the Devils did it because it really does take hitting on a lot of drafts, making sure that you or your development is good. And one of the other things is making sure that your management team sticks around long enough to do it. Yes. That's the problem with ownership. They'll yep. hire the management team. They give them three years on a six-year rebuild, and if you're not going in the right direction... Uh, they, they get rid of you. Somebody else comes in. They have all new ideas. They have all new ways. Yeah, of doing new scouting, things. everything. It sets, yeah, it sets everything back. You have to commit to the people that you hire, and you have to stick with them. Yeah. And if you give them the amount of time, like I would love to be able to ask Tom Fitzgerald, simply like we all know when he came in here, he had a plan. He has said that many times. I came in with a plan and how I wanted to build that team. My question to him would be, is your plan going? Exactly as you kind of wanted it to, uh, planned on it. I would going? bet you no, because you don't you don't know who's always going to become available. But I think right, we got to speak to his genius a little more than just drafting and and de- deciding who to sign. But these trades and, oh, yeah. and and really knowing like, hey, is this guy Timo Meyer going to be able to buy in, take five hundred thousand less a year, whatever it is, to save to save some down the line, which he did, and he openly came out and talked about. Even Brat to some degree, Hughes obviously. So it's not just well, Hughes was a draft, of course, but it's it's that kind of wherewithal. Hola, you know, bringing these people, bringing the right people in that are really just getting in. I just the guy's just done such an amazing job. Everything lined up yeah. perfect for him. And and everybody that he's bought in from the outside has, like you just said, bought in to everything. Like it was a ballsy move not having a contract for Meyer before you pulled the trigger. It was a ballsy move. Uh, and I honestly think that, you know, devils of 10 years ago of just the management people that were there, uh, Timo's probably not sticking around. Yeah. Uh, Fitzgerald, you know, went in saying, you come here, you play, and I'll bet money that you'll resign. Like, he knew it. Um, and they all bought in. They're all in this thing for the long term. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Their window is, you know, and that's the other thing, too, like, about a rebuild. You just don't know when it's going to click. You know, none of us, we, we wanted to hopefully be in the hunt for a playoff. And now it's like this team, we all saw how good it can be. They're going to be in the, the mix every single year, barring, of course, you know, devastating injuries and shit like that. Or if they you watch know, the Mets too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Chris, you bring up Meyer. You know, I saw a quote he did. I think it was on the Hockey Now, New Jersey Hockey Now site. Um, it was. They asked him why he took less money, basically. He's like, I want to win. You take less for that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a cool comment to hear. I mean, that's – and it, we had a few guys do that for us, I feel. Well, the, well, the guy who's famous for doing that is Brodeur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. if you look at how much money Brodeur left on the table for all those years. He uh, is the you know, example everyone. that you need to look yeah. at when it comes to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was, he was right. signed for $6 million in in years when he could have signed for nine. Nine yeah. point something. I mean, that's not a lot of money to leave on the table, and it's rare these days. Yeah. A lot of guys are willing to, you know, for the buck to go somewhere and lose. And 
I mean, I get it when you're at the end of your career and you're kind of, you know, you're just looking for a couple more years. You want to grab, you know, maybe three years or more. Um, but it is a, it's, it's, I think it's rare. In a salary cap world, though, you kind of have to try and get paid when you can. Yep. You know, if you look at, like, all these free agents, if this was not a salary cap league, these guys aren't signing for one year, one million, <laughs> two million. Like, these dudes are signing term, big deals, five, six million dollars a year. Uh they, you know, the players are the ones that really got screwed this free free agency. I was happy for Wood. Nobody though. had any fucking money. I mean, I think Wood's a nice. I mean, going to Colorado, I think it'll be good for him. I could picture him there. It just it makes sense to me. I actually. think he's going to have a very good year there. Yeah, I really do. I think he'll have his best year of his, of his career out in Colorado. It's funny because right. you can already anticipate the comments that be made. Like, oh, look, the Devils are so stupid, letting Wood go. Like, not seeing the whole big picture as to how that works. Sometimes, you know your role with a team or sometimes you just need that change i mean nobody ever doubted miles wood as a player it's just well, sometimes it doesn't clean you out but, but you know look you you play years in the league to get to free agency that's your time to go and it's say oh the devil's let him go there's a very good chance he didn't want to stay here it was right. his right he earned that right to be able to go play wherever the fuck he wanted so I thought a lot changed him. last year when he got benched. You know, I mean, that a lot. I just felt like the whole the whole narrative changed a lot when he was up. You know, when uh, it's a good point. It, it, it kind of like here's a guy that was a staple for this team when they were really bad for a really long time, and it was kind of like the team moved on. Yeah. Uh, at that moment, it kind of just seemed like even Severson, he was benched one game last year. Um, those two dudes that were probably the last two hanger-ons of the old regime and everything. And they seem like this team kind of just passed them by. There was just yeah, I mean, that is literally on them. That is performance-based. Miles Wood was on a 30-goal pace. He's not being benched. And I mean, it's right. not like, eh, we just don't want to go with Wood anymore. It's because well, there were some bad penalties. Work. I remember he, remember he was taking well, some Yeah, it was the, the Rangers series. The beginning of that yeah. first game of the Rangers series was just, you know, offensive zone penalties and they scoring on the power play and him just, you know, we – talked about it a lot like just being a fucking spaz out there and like dude if he can settle down and control his game he's a very very good hockey and he did player. come back and do that a little bit uh yeah, after the benching he was one of their better players the rest of the playoff run and yeah. you know it was just you're right though it was just was not a good fit for the future you could just see the writing on the wall um and you know same with severson we, we knew this for some time and that's why i think a lot of devils fans are like not the least bit concerned to see these guys go, even if you, you had a soft spot for them over the years and you wanted to see them do well. I think a lot of us want to see them do well in their careers elsewhere, but you just realize they don't fit with this team. The future is a different, a different area. And, and, you know, the Devils, too, are a team, and, like, you can look at, like, the Rangers, who never seem to do this, but, like, the Devils now are a legitimate contender. They're going to be favored in a lot of sports books to win the Metro, even to win the Eastern Conference. And they're going to bring up guys, four dudes that, you know, are not regulars in this team last year. You know, Luke Hughes, Simone Nemitz, if he makes the team, we're assuming he will. Nolan Foote and Alex Holtz. Like, these guys are most likely going to be in the lineup. Like, our team is changing year to year, but it's year to year with that one, two, you know, like Bobby said, well-timed, really good trade, and then the guys in development coming in. That's how you have this success for a very, very long time, where your window is not just two years, three years. That's how you can keep your window open 
for as long as Jack Hughes wants to play for the Devils because he's you know, the Devils go as Hughes goes. And for these young guys, this is it, man. This is your ticket. When when you start yeah. paying these kind of salaries to have these solid players throughout your lineup, you need those younger kids, those four or five kids making the league minimum to come in and make an impact. So there's just there's literally no more excuses. You know what I mean? This is their time. Bottom line, we need them, and if they don't perform, the next guy's going to come up. I saw uh, they had a next have not yeah, excuse me next ten cup winners uh, chart on MB on hockey this page and it was uh, they had the Devils in 2024, Oilers in 25. Last next year's Carolina. Right? This is different than uh, no, no, no. It's a different one. Oh. Uh, 2026. Okay, so, wait, so starting so, next year is the Devils. Devils 24, 25 the Oilers, 26 the Stars. 27 the Wild, 28 the Sabres, and then 29 the Devils again. Then it goes 20, uh, 30s the, the Ducks, Weird. and then Blackhawks. I guess they're figuring the Bedard effect will take place uh, in 31, 32, and then Capitals in 33. So in, in 10 years, Connor Bedard will be there, and somehow the Capitals are going to turn it around. In, in 33, years. and the Devils win in 24, 29, and that was uh, MB on hockey, which obviously you know you never know. Do they have Write it down, were, people. Do they have the opposition? No. They do not. I mean, that's why I want. I want to know who, who's in the, the cup final. I, don't, I, I why why would we be what that four years in between cups? I don't like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bobby's had us back to back. That's like right. That Mine better. was better. Got to go with Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, want to play devil? You know. Oh yeah. Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. This is the Devil You Know, the game that shows all of us how bad we really are at naming (laughs) former New Jersey Devils. Dan will be our clue giver today. He will give us clues of a former New Jersey Devil, Bobby, Tony, and myself. Can yell out answers. We get three incorrect answers. Before we are eliminated, we can ask Dan any question we want, and um, he can choose to or not to answer it. I do have to, in the full disclosure here, I have to give credit to um, to Purple Daily, which is a Viking podcast that I listen to. They play uh, every week a, a random Viking of the week, so that's where I completely stole that game, but we just have a much cooler name for it. <laughs> so I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So, Dan, whenever you're ready, brother. Okay, well... This uh, former devil was drafted uh, 176 overall, 2001, by the New York Rangers. 176th? Yes. What year was that? 2001? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Not really. Do you remember that, that sixth round of the draft? Like it was yesterday? <laughs> 2001? I already had the I answer. I just wanted you guys to hang on. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. No, no, no guesses yet. That's surprising. Okay. <laughs> uh, even though he was drafted by the Rangers and never agreed to terms with them, he wanted a uh, one-way contract where you get, you get paid the same whether you're playing uh, at the big club or the AHL affiliate. And they, did, they wouldn't give it to him. So he's consequently dealt uh, to Nashville. This is his next stop on his way to New Jersey. So he Let went that to sink Nashville, in. and then how long did he play in Nashville? I believe it's two seasons, something like that. Nashville, two seasons. So then, like, 2004, he came to the Devils? Mm, no. We'll get to that. I don't know. I okay. can tell you that 
I don't answer that yet because I might have something on that coming up. Uh, okay. But feel free to ask me again. It won't count as a separate question. Oh, no, you can ask as many questions as yeah. you need, right? Okay. Yeah, so, the questions whatever. we can ask. You can All right, just cool. not answer them if you don't want to like you just did. Right. Okay, so, you know, what is significant about his time in Nashville, he, he currently holds two records for that club still. And one of which being that in that first season with them, he played in every single, all 82 games for that club. Zelicki? Zelicki? Yes, Zidlicky. Yes, Marek Zidlicky. Tony, wow. you nailed it. No. Holy he shit. just studies the stats. <laughs> this is stupid. He's just, he's like right. Good job, Tone. Freak right. over here. <laughs> four in a row, boy. He's kind of like a rain man, is, you know? No, it's not four in a row. Yes, it like, is four in a row. No, well, it's because I got one. You, you won last week. Uh-huh. Um, and then you, then Bobby gave the clue of uh, the... Um, Brandon Morrison, Dan won. Oh, it must be Stone. You won Slava Fatisov. That goes and, without saying, Tony. <laughs> but yeah, you're not you're not on a three game winning streak. In his mind, he is. So congratulations okay. to you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who won the last three? Me. It was before all me. Before no, this, I don't know. I don't know. Hang on, hang on. Chris has. I got a, I got a film. We got some errors. I know I won last week's. Dan, while Chris is looking, let me give yeah. you a hint. Yeah. Start with the draft shit later down the clues. That's not how I got it. Reason, Tony grabs this stuff. No, that's not how I got it. It was a, it was the Nashville thing after a while. Well, I was trying to hold back a, a significant detail. They mm-hmm. traded him to Nashville for Mike Dunham. That was a later clue. Who was a former Devil, but was then with the Rangers. He was good yeah. for the Devils, though. I mean, he was a good. Yeah, player. he was good for the Devils, but you know, we need, that trade did not involve him as a Devil. It involved him as a Ranger at that point. Um, you know, I was going to give you some of his personal stats. He's 5'11", 180, likes long walks on the beach. Defenseman, <laughs> right shot. Uh, and he's had played for overall six teams. Has a, has a bronze right. medal in the Olympics and a gold and a bronze in international play it's other good, than Olympics. It was a good, obscure kind of player. I wish it would go a little right? further. Yeah, Merrick's a licky. Well, I forgot I was playing with Rayman. So. Chris, what do you have for the last three? <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, okay. So Tony, you are actually right. I have the official list here, and last week Bobby won with, um, but you were the clue giver. So you, but you got Nikita Gusev, Yarmir Yager, then Bobby, and then you got Zelinsky now. So you so are on a three-game his winning own personal. Streak. Wow. We so when do we Dan stop has, playing with Tony? <laughs> Dan has one, two, three, four wins. He shares one of those wins with me and Bobby. I have one, <laughs> two. Three, four wins, and Bobby has two wins, and Tony has a lot. One, two, seven? three, four, five, yes, seven. Plus, I had yeah. two wins. That's very good, Tone. No, those are legit. Those aren't like the ones that we okay, I love you guys. Pulling the points and stuff. No, that that we didn't really. Do Once that. we get those removals factored in, you you hardly have any wins. That's <laughs> that's that's an asterisk. Those are that, you got negative points on that. Yeah, so. uh, I was kind of hoping that game would go a little bit longer, but <laughs> I know that's my bad. I'll, I gotta make it. Um, I don't want to say autistic proof, but something like that, it's like Rain Man proof. And yeah. we gotta figure out a way to do that to include more human details. No. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, Tony nails the weirdest shit. If you notice that, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. There was one I said like some stupid thing, and he got it from that. I can't remember what it was. Miles Wood. You said his dad played, and I mean, I knew his dad was. You know. Yeah. Is that was yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that was kind of dumber ones than that. No, there was a very random clue I gave too that you leached onto, and I, I was blown away by it. 
can't Bobby said now. to me one day, he's like, you got to stop doing those devil you knows on uh, Instagram because you are the... Well, he, yeah, listen. You learn, you learn more shit. Tony posts all those cards, man. He's constantly looking at our old roster. This is not yeah. how I spend my day. I just want to know that right now. Good point. <laughs> and especially going back, you know, 10, 12 years and remembering who played on the team for Dude, a couple of years. I seasons. forgot Zidlicky like, was a really, devil. I'm like, yeah, let me go find some obscure really devils. Hard. I'm like, Zidlicky. I how barely you, remember that fucking name. How could you forget him? Because we were I, I, like, what, the, what did he? What did he do for us? It was two, it was that two, 2012 was year. Two, yeah, but like you know, like that. Uh, come on, I don't think many Devil fans are like. Yes, I I remember him so well. I, I don't. There's so many dudes that you would forget played for this. If you weren't Tony, you know. Well, well, I blacked out the last well, eight years. Yager. I couldn't remember Yager because like. All right, Yager was crazy. Yager, that was that was nuts. We yeah, should have got that one. I, these guys I kind of put out of the back of my brain for some reason. But there's some dudes like Sergey Brila. I mean, you know, and of course Miles Wood, I, I watched his father. There's certain dudes that I do remember. Miles Wood one really shouldn't count because of the rules, but because he is no longer. <laughs> I was just a little ahead. I was a few months ahead of the curve, Chris. You were, That's all. You were ahead. Yeah, that was it. You were just He's no longer a devil. Chris, yeah. Chris remembers yeah. this but, shit. <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, it, it's uh, – you're definitely a lot better at it than any of us. That's for damn sure. Uh, I'm going to drop some that. toothpicks. I get nothing for this in real life. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many pencils did I just drop? Can you, can you count Three them? Pencils, two That's pencils. right. That's it. You got it. Were they number two or number one pencil? Forget about it. Two I've never ones. seen a number one pencil. You know what? Uh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> is there any other pencil other than number two? I don't know. And did you know what? Did you really have to have a number two right. pencil on all those tests? I remember I'd be yeah, like, Mom, is this number say, two? Make sure you sure? have a number two pencil. As a kid, I'm always like, but I've never seen any. I, I didn't go to college because I, I failed my one. SATs. I used a number three pencil, and it didn't count. But, but like I've seen some of those fucking... construction pencils that are like wide. <laughs> yeah. like, I think that was like yeah. a three or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I showed right. up to so... my SATs with that kind of pencil and a knife. And they kicked me I'm out. I'm looking it up right now. But would your test not really be like, remember that? It was like you have to have you have to have two number two pencils. You think like, they would know? It was like, like you head, have to right? come back and retake your test. The computer knew you didn't use a number two pencil. Sorry, you're, I'm going to tell my mom. You know, your this kid's is, an idiot. It was, number one. it was known as the Scantron. The Scantron only Scantron. sees number two. Is that right? Yeah, because I pissed all over that test, and they even pick it up. So I know it only <laughs> sees number two. Okay. So there is number three pencils. Pencil makers manufacture number one, two, two and a half, three, and <laughs> two, two and a half. Two and a half. Because you, know, you know there was some guy who was like, and, you know what, number two, I'm gonna fucking up do you and do number three. <laughs> Seven minute abs. There are higher. There there are sometimes other intermediate numbers. So there's like there might be a four and a quarter. That's the harder stupid. the core and lighter the marking. It's a platform so, nine and three quarters. I. There's uh, there's nine and three quarters. Do you think so, there's someone yeah. who will not use a number two pencil? Like there's someone out there who's like, I, I just can't do it. I have That's to use everyone it. today. Nobody uses pencils yeah. anymore. I'm offended. The anxiety of making sure that oval was filled completely in. Was <laughs> yep. the oh test. yeah, it was completely full. Like son of a bitch. I was like maybe they, if I put they, a mark on this other one too, they'll they'll catch this one and that you know if the other one's yeah. wrong. As annoying as that was, the, the testing that kids have to do today is far worse. Like, the oh, computer-based yeah. testing, first of all, you got the anxiety of, like, computer connection issues. You have, like, these weird designs where you, you click here, but you didn't really click here, so it just moved on to the question. Your answer didn't log. Like, I've seen what the kids have to do, and it's horrible. Uh, I, would, I would much rather have a paper and pencil test 
uh, if I was a kid. And better than that, I'd much rather never take a test again in my life. There's similar things in the corporate world, too, especially with all you know the cybersecurity that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, We take a lot of these tests, and it's, it's very much formatted like like, a, like an education. And uh, it's just awful, brutal tests. You feel so much anxiety taking them. I mean, not to make this office to talk, test. but, like, Bob, do you have, like, a, I, they started doing this thing in my job where in order to use my accounts, every once in a while, it says you got to enter a fucking number. And, like... To enter this number, 69. I have to hit. It's not sixty nine. I tried that. It's, it's always a six digit number. But it, they gave me a, a, a key fob. It's on my keys, and I have to push the button, and it wow. seemingly randomly, but it's not random. I guess it's a almost infinite series of six digit numbers that are okay. It'll give me a different one every time I push it. Yeah. I need that thing on my person in order to get into my account. It's like some kind of a two step account verification. Needless to say, I work for the Department of Defense. Unfortunately, for me, the only test I feel safer now. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I think we're going to wrap this show up for the evening. I think we got a lot of stuff down. I wanted for the next show, not sure exactly when that's going to be. We'll talk about it after we get uh, logged out of here. But I want to do our, like, everyone come up, put your lines together offense, defense, pairings, ever. So we're doing lines next show? Yeah, I thought it was a so drinking show, but okay, I'm down for anything. We'll do the drinking we'll show after the line. We can do both. Oh, yeah, but they go together very well. Right. So um, let's. Uh, yeah. So we'll do that, and uh, so that'll be fun. See how we match up. It's going to be pretty exciting. I'm hoping then, that uh, some of us come up with some creative things, and it's not just the four of us, but the same. You know, top yeah. nine. We'll and then we'll see how we compare. I got Zidlicky on my line, so I bet <laughs> nobody else has that. <laughs> I still got Graves. Zidlicky, so. my nuts. <laughs> We can still trade for them. Yeah. On, on that note, um, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Um, please, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast: uh, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. Give us five stars. Tell a friend. Goes a long way in helping us promote the podcast as we build a community of Devil fans. Um, and uh, basically, that's it. Also, drop us a line. You want to have? We're trying to get our fan feedback portion of the show together. So we would love to hear from you guys. Eventually, we'd like to get a show where once a week we kind of just read your emails, uh, talk about your questions. Right. And we even want to work up to a point where we fly you in and you can stay with Chris for a week and do a couple of shows with him. Show. Absolutely. Awesome. I'll rub your back and tell you you're pretty. Yep. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, on that note, for Bobby, Dan, and Tony, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers, and we will see you when we see you. Puckers out. Peace. Peace.